Hey, I'm, this is a, a Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people are traveling or people recovering from, you know, their, their family chaos. And so uh, I, I guess it's hard to say this is year four Fireside. Actually, next week will be our four-year anniversary as a church, which is pretty cool. Um, so can you say it's been traditions? I don't know, especially with COVID where we didn't meet for, for a while. But we're going to say this is a tradition that the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we like to do some sharing stuff. And so what we're going to do is we have three people that are going to give kind of a, a time of Thanksgiving. And they're going to share. So we have the do sets right here. Um, and then we'll have Nicholas in the back, a high school kid. And then Connor and Liz, or just maybe just Connor because Liz is on Zion duty, um, sharing their journey. Um, Zion coming into the world, and there's a lot to be thankful for. And so that's what we're going to do this Sunday. And then we're going to close and just have communion together as a community. Um, and then next week, we'll really kick off the Christmas season. We'll, we'll talk all about Advent, and our, our series is going to be called The Light. And I'm really, really excited about that. And so, but... I want to pray for us, and then we'll get things started. So, Lord, we just want to come to you, Lord, with our hands up, thanking you, Lord. We pray for all those who are still traveling, all those who are battling sickness right now, recovering from just all the chaos of the last couple of weeks. But, Jesus, in this moment right now, would we just receive um, your, your awareness of your presence being here? Lord, thank you for the gifts you don't owe us anything, Jesus. Everything that come that is good comes from above. Lord, so we thank you for our families. We thank you for the ability just to be here. We thank you for um, our, our ability to just to, to be able to survive and to live. And Lord, would you use us in the places you positioned us to be that light that everyone would see Jesus when they look at our lives. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. So, Mike and Nicole, why don't you come up here? And then uh, when you guys are done, you can just hand the mic to Nick. Um, I said no longer than an hour. They said, we'll try. Um, but these guys joined about a year ago with yeah, us. I've known these guys for a while. Yep. So we're just so thankful for you. So I'm going to hand you the mic. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Way out of our comfort zone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when Andy texted us and asked if we were willing to share um, what we're thankful for, um, you know, we've just been overwhelmed with being part of this church in the last year, being this church in the last year. But for sure, um, Acts 2.42 came to mind instantly for me. Um, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and of prayer. Um, over the past year, we've lived out those, those four um, points in the scripture for sure. Um, teaching, we've just learned so, so much from, from people in the church, from Andy's messages, from hearing other people speak. Um, we've just learned an incredible amount that we just never knew that we didn't know. <laughs> it's, and it's just been, um, just been amazing, the things that we've learned over the last year. Um, fellowship. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Certainly, fellowship um, is a big one. Um, I have countless blessings to be thankful for this year. Um, one of which, uh, for me, has been uh, joining a crew. And crews are like—I—I'd never heard of crews until I came 
you know, here to Fireside. And, uh, but it makes perfect sense. Um, to, to be in a crew with, with um, your peers and to um, somewhat be sort of accountable to, to them, I mean, that's, that's how I feel anyways. Um, I've been so blessed to join a crew that with extremely knowledgeable men uh, with more knowledge than me about the Word of God which I've, you know, realized is the, the end-all and the be-all, that uh, what's in that Bible is what, how I want to live my life. Um, and like I said, I feel accountability there. Um, I can't believe how much I'm learning, you know, every, every time we get together. Um, the other thing, too, is that um, it's really inspired me to, to, to get in more in-depth into the Word of God and to spend more time with His Word and um, trying to, you know, comprehend it and decipher it. And, and um, so that's been probably the biggest blessing for, for me this year. And um, the breaking of bread, part of that is us joining a table. We'd never heard of tables either. <laughs> and uh, it's been amazing for us. Just joining a table has been amazing. Um, the simple act of sharing a meal with someone, with a group of friends. Um, we've, we laugh, we share our concerns, we pray for one another. Um, that, you know, that element of prayer um, that Michael just said, you know, just being more in the word and praying more, um, praying for each other, praying for friends and having them pray for us. Um, knowing that I had a, a prayer team behind me when Michael had a surgery. It was just, you know, it's just those, the teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayer, just the three huge things that we've been so thankful for um, in the last year. And just all these things could never operate on their own. They're so intertwined, um, prayer and teaching, fellowship and eating. Um, this passage just perfectly describes what the last year as being part of Fireside, being part of Fireside ourselves has meant to us. So we're just super blessed, and we just feel like we've been able to be so thankful and growing um, in the last year because of everybody. So thank you so much. So I'm thankful that I found Fireside, and I met all kinds of new people and made new friends because before I I've, uh, went to Fireside, I didn't love church. It kind of seemed like a routine every Sunday. Uh, I didn't really know anyone there. I had like maybe like one friend. And so it wasn't until like one, I believe it was one Easter, we went to, uh, we attended one of their sermons and I met Connor, I met Nolan. And uh, I was a little shy, obviously. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was a really good, uh, Everyone seemed pretty nice, so uh, we decided to go back a few more times, and it wasn't until last year I met Ben, also on the river cruise. I, I was still very, very shy. And uh, Connor had the idea of starting up a youth group, so I was definitely on board with that plan. Um, first youth group, I was definitely a little shy, obviously. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really like upbeat and like running around like I uh, am right now. 
Um, but yeah, after a few Thursdays, I definitely got more comfortable around everybody. Um, Connor asked me if I wanted to play on the uh, worship team, which was terrifying because I don't even play guitar in front of my own parents. So it was definitely a huge step out of my comfort zone. But uh, after the first time I did it, I loved it. So I decided I was going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And uh, I've been playing ever since, and I definitely feel more comfortable playing in front of everyone. And uh, remember, Connor said he's going to get me uh, up here on Sundays now, which obviously is going to be a bigger, a little more step. It's going to be a little more scary because there's more people. Um, yeah, overall, it's been a great experience because I've met new people, made new friends. It was definitely a lot better than my previous church because I didn't really know anyone. Um, but I've definitely grown as a person, uh, grown my faith. It's definitely been a great experience here. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Man, he is deceiving you all right now. He just came up here, this calm, calm, just well-spoken individual. And uh, yeah, we just took the high schoolers up to Camp Shiloh. And there's another side to Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Connor. Uh, and I am sharing on behalf of our clan, Liz and little baby Zion over there. Hopefully he... Uh, he can stay calm. We'll see. Um, but yeah, man, hearing those first two um, testimonies just fires me up. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for this church and what it's become. I remember, you know, four or five years ago, Andy calling me up and saying, you know, we want to plant this church. And, um, and there's been so much uncertainty along the way. And I remember uh, us kind of dreaming up this idea of the Acts 242 approach of like how can we do these things as a church and and kind of figuring out what tables would look like in crews and um, just seeing those things up and running now and, and people connecting and growing closer to each other and closer to God because of them is is really cool um, but yeah so I uh, sorry I have some notes here um, this year, we're thankful for a lot. We've, uh, the last couple years have, have been a blur, and uh, we've, our lives have changed a lot. A couple years ago, I was living with my dad, living at home, and now I'm married. We, we bought a house this year, um, and we had our little one, which I'm going to talk more about. Um, but we're, we're just, we feel really blessed um, just in those ways to have each other, to, uh, you know, be able to get a place. Um, it, it's uh yeah, we're, we're in this condo now, and for about a year and a half, we're in this little 400-square-foot apartment, and uh, a little more room has been good for our marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, so we're really grateful for that, and, and just grateful for, for the church, and um, I'm grateful for the job that I have here, and uh, to be able to, to do ministry, and um, and get by is such a dream come true for me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, earlier this year, Liz got pregnant, and um, and in October, our little one came into the world. And it was uh, it was a it was a 
a good pregnancy. She had, she had a pretty good pregnancy, pretty co- complication-free. Um, and then uh, our, our labor was a little different. Liz labored for 50 hours, um, and it was, it was long and hard, and there were a lot of moments where it was like, you know, is it, is it coming? Is it soon? And it just kept being longer. I remember her water broke on September 29th, and they were saying, you're definitely going to have a September baby. And then, uh, and then that turned into, it's definitely going to be on October 1st. And then 12.07 a.m., October 2nd, he came. So it, there was a lot of waiting um, and a, a lot of hard. And um, a few minutes before Zion was born, they lost his heartbeat. And I just remember they, they had already brought in some extra doctors in the room because they were a little worried. And um, there were about seven staff in the room, doctors, midwives, nurses. And everyone was in good spirits. And Liz was pushing. And then all of a sudden, the room kind of f- fell quiet. And I could tell, like, they all know something I don't know. Um, and then they, they said there was no, no heartbeat. Um, so it was kind of a final push, and he came out pretty soon. I'll spare the details. Um, but he came out, and, uh, and he wasn't breathing, and he had no heartbeat. And I just remember looking at, the, looking at him. Sorry. Looking at him on the, on the table and thinking that, um, that we lost him. And um, but the doctors sprung right into action, and um, it was a doctor, Doctor Lee, that led the special care team. And this doctor led led the team through, um, you know, getting getting oxygen and, and getting his heartbeat back, and um, all the while he's directing this team. They're just talking to me, calming me down. It, it's okay, Dad. It's going to be okay. And I was, uh, I was a mess. So I'm so grateful for, for Dr. Lee and um, all the doctors at, at Beverly. Um, and then, yeah, so they, they got him breathing. They got his, his heart beating. Um, but they were, they were concerned because he didn't have oxygen to the brain for a little bit. So he was transferred to, to Tufts, and they told us he was going to do this cooling treatment. Um, which was something we had never heard of. It's basically a 72-hour treatment. It's essentially controlled hypothermia. They, they bring their, their temperature, you know, our normal temperature, 98.6. They bring it down to about 92 um, for 72 hours, um, and it can't be held. Um, and it, it's like a miracle treatment because it, it prevents any swelling in the brain from happening. That's my non-medical, non-scientific understanding of it. Um, and so he, he did this treatment, and he, uh, he was doing really well. At, he, re- he responded great to it, and the joke was he's the biggest baby in the NICU, because uh, he was you know, a couple days late, and there were a lot of preemies there. And, um, and he did great, and he responded well. And um, the 72 hours was... It was hard and uh, confusing, um, especially on Liz, just feeling like a part of her was missing and being away from him. Uh, 
But we were just so overwhelmed with the support from our church and just really felt, felt God with us and felt supported. And, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of my life uh, focused on the church and the Bible and God and prayer. And it really felt like this moment of, like, return on investment. And, you know, Andy always says, prepare for pain. And here we were in this in this unknown place, and you know the text started rolling in, and and all these people we knew that were praying for us, and Liz had friends who had no idea what was going on, didn't even know that she was in labor. That that just that you know we we know from our days in school that that live out of state, that just texted her and said, hey, like I, I don't know why, but God just put me on your heart to be praying for you guys. I don't, I don't know why, but I'm praying for you today. There were like th- three of those instances. And um, just all the support from the church and uh, a lot of the mothers of the church just coming around Liz and, and helping her through that, that confusion and just knowing how many people were praying for us. Uh, so we're, we're just so grateful uh, to have the, the church around us and um, really we're able to find joy um, in that place. Uh, another way God, God really moved and brought us a lot of peace was through my brother Nolan. And um, I'm, you know, Nolan had this dream <laughs> two days before Zion was born. And in the dream, he was holding him, and Zion was in a block of ice. And he, Nolan's freaking out, and he asks Liz in the dream, like, what's wrong? What's going on? And, and she responded in a calm voice, it's all part of the process. And then the, the baby thawed out, and he was, he was all, all good. Every, everything was good. And um, Nolan had told that dream to my dad and Leslie and Liz's mom, Diane, and I think they were all, this was before Zion was born, I think they were all a little <laughs> weirded out, like, all right, that's nice, maybe keep that to yourself, that's a weird dream. Um, and uh, Diane was there when they were explaining the cooling treatment to Liz, and she immediately um, connected it and shared that with us. And, um, you know, I, I believe that, that God speaks and, and moves today, but I'm a bit of a skeptic, you know, and you first jump to like, all right, what's the natural explanation? Um, but I, re- I really didn't have any for this. And just that, um, that idea of it's all part of the process just brought us a lot of comfort. And to me, it didn't mean like everything's going to work out exactly how you want it. But it was just this like, like I'm in this, I'm with you. Uh, so that brought us a, a ton of peace. So we're really grateful for that. Um, You know, c- coming out of, uh, you know, the the hospital and, and coming home, uh, there's there's obviously been you know adjustment to now having a baby and everything and you know becoming a mother for Liz and um, and we've had some other other things going on uh, in our life where there's just a lot of unknown and and a lot of hard and not a lot of resolve, um, but. Liz was, we were talking about this the other day, and she was saying the biggest thing for her in this season has just been the idea that God is near 
and that God is close. And there's a verse, Psalm 34, 18, that says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Um, and I think that became a reality, just how close God is in, in suffering. Um, and that when we just look to him, when we, you know, sometimes don't even have the words, but it just try to shift our attention to him, um, that, that he is there and that he's with us and that he, you know, has a steady hand and, and brings comfort. Um, and I'm also, I'm just so grateful for the way of Jesus. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm trying and failing every day to follow him. But it's just become so clear that his way is the way that leads to life. And, and his way is the good way and the best way. And there's been so many moments in the last year where, you know, you, uh, we found ourselves at, you know, these little forks in the road where you go, this would be the, the easy thing. This is what I wanted to. This is kind of where God's um, calling us, whether that's to, to give or confess or to gather or go be with people, whatever it is. Um, and I'm just so grateful for every time that, I've, that I have made the, the God choice, that it just really leads to life. Um, and... Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm wrapping up, I promise. <laughs> uh, Andy said I could go a little long, which was a dangerous thing to tell me. Um, yeah, we're so grateful that, that Zion is here and, and everything, uh, you know, worked out well with him. He's healthy, um, but that's not always how situations go. And um, not everything in our life has a resolve. And there's a lot of things that, that are just hard and feel really, really hard. And that's why the biggest thing we've been grateful for this year is, is hope and the hope that we have in, in eternity in Christ. Um, and, and really understanding this idea that, you know, there's really, uh, you know, if you look in Scripture, the, the end is really something beautiful. And it, it's so much more than, you know, when we, when we die today, Andy did this heaven series, and I'm not going to reiterate all of it. <laughs> but when we die, we'll, we'll be with Jesus in spirit. But that's not the end of the story. And the idea that, that there will be a, a, a resurrection, that those that are in Christ will have a, a new glorified body, and that we will rule and reign in this, this new city, this new heavens and new earth, that, that Jesus said he's making all things new, and that in this place, God will dwell with his people. There'll be no mourning, no grief, no crying, no weeping, that that reality, grabbing a hold of that has been really what's gotten us through, um, that we can put our hope in even when things are really messy on this side, that, that we have a hope that, that we're, we're moving towards that day. And um, there's a verse in Romans 8 that says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. The whole time Liz was in labor, I couldn't stop thinking 
about that verse, that analogy of creation waiting and, and labor pains and just all the emotions we were feeling of like, is it almost there? Are we almost there? Are we almost there? And it just felt like it kept going longer and longer. And then when he was born, it, it seemed like all hope was lost. But now that he's, he's with us, it's just put all of that into perspective. Um, and if you have children, you, you understand that metaphor perfectly. And uh, in Zion's name, um, that, that name Zion refers to, you know, that's, that city, the, the holy mountain, the, the holy city um, where God is with his people. And so that was just, became so real. So, yeah, we're, we're grateful that, that God's with us. We're grateful uh, for his way and his church, and we're, we're grateful for the hope that we have in him. Thanks, guys.